Sports Fix. Good afternoon. It is your Sports Fix host, Ben Cullen, back for action and bringing you this week's sporting highlights. The Kansas City Chiefs became NFL champions for the second time in four years after fighting back to claim the thrilling 38-35 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Seen as slight underdogs for Super Bowl 57, the Chiefs trailed for much of the game in Phoenix and were 27-21 down heading into the final quarter. But despite limping after aggravating an ankle injury, quarterback Patrick Mahomes and veteran coach Andy Reid orchestrated a route back in front of over 67,000 fans in the State Farm Stadium. Mahomes' performance saw the 27-year-old become the first player since 1999 to win the season MVP, the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl MVP in the same season. He has led the Chiefs to at least the AFC Championship game in all five seasons as a starter. Manchester City returned to the top of the Premier League for the first time since November as they leapfrogged leaders Arsenal with a 3-1 vital victory at the Emirates Stadium. The reigning champions turned on the power in the second half in the biggest game of the domestic season as Arsenal paid a heavy price for their individual errors. City, lacking spark in the opening phase, improved after the break and had a penalty of their own ruled out for offside against Erling Haaland before they showed a ruthless streak to punish Arsenal. City, by their own standards, have not quite hit the heights this season, but they now find themselves looking down on Arsenal once more. Albeit the Gunners do have a game in hand. Haaland's goal emphasised City's supremacy and they closed out the win with ease. The celebrations at the final whistle reflected the significance of the result. Rory McIlroy says the world number one ranking has been passed around like a hot potato as he looks to regain the top spot at the Genesis Invitational. McElroy became number one for the ninth time when defending his CJ Cup title in October before being replaced by Scotty Scheffler, who retained his Phoenix Open title last weekend. The American now leads by 0.5 points. McElroy will return to the top if he wins in California, regardless of Scheffler's position. A third place finish for the Northern Irishman will be good enough unless Scheffler finishes in the top 25 or John Rahm wins or finishes second. We now welcome back Kaiki Leala for our combat sports series. Kaiki is a fourth degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Okay, then maybe you've you've met champions, no doubt, across your life in Jiu-Jitsu. What is what are the one or two differences? You just mentioned about the sacrifice you had to do. Yeah. But is there more than just sacrifice as well? Is there something that you're maybe born with or, or you what is the edge for the champions? Yeah, I saw the, some, that, let's say, two sides of the situation. That is, the guy that is not talented, they don't have the natural talent. You see the guy training, his moves are like awkward movies and, mm. and he's not coordinated. But through a hard work, he can achieve a good level because of his mental power. He can go in a very good level. But I saw also, the guys with very strong talents that are not so much hard workers. And then you have the guy that is super talented and is a super hard worker. That combination is the key. That combination usually is, is you say, okay, I found you. Mm. You are the guy. Mm. When you have the guy that is hard worker, I also give my life. 
because I know that this is, this is his life. He's putting his life. I will, I will be together with him. The guy that is super talented and doesn't work hard, I will not give my life. Not bothered. Yeah. Let him make his path. I will support on what I can, but I will not be in the war mm. with him. The guy that have both, okay, man, that's it. I will, I, I will do it as much as I can, as, or even something that I cannot, I will try to do the best. Yeah. Wow. When we're looking at a competition, yeah. unlike boxing, Muay Thai, MMA, there's no rounds. Yeah. Whereas in those fights, there's information coming from their corner, from their mm -hmm. their coaching team at in between the rounds. Yeah. So if you're watching your athlete while yeah. competing, how do you feed information to the person? Are you constantly feeding back to them or are you doing you're letting them do a bit? I know it depends on what's happening, but is, is there a, a, a common trait? Great question. Yes. I am very conservative on the information. I try to do most of the preparation in the dojo and try to make him very confident on what he's going to do there. He should know what he should do. I will warn him about critical information, right? That say during the fight, I will tell him time. I will tell him if he's winning or losing, if he needs to speed it up or slow down. So very, very basic information. Information kind of, oh, move your leg to that side, put your hands in that side. I really don't believe because I believe that he should know what he's doing. So I can, let's say, if you have intervals in the fights, let's say if he pass a bracket and go to another one, I will check what happened and then I will have a conversation with him, how he feels, if what he can do in the next one, if we should be more worried about what, who's going to be the guy who's going to face in the next fight, what are the things that the other guy likes to do that we should avoid, right? But during the fight, I try to let his mind very clean. When I was fighting in competitions, it was something that annoys me a lot, people screaming to do things that only who is in the fight can feel. Sometimes people say, oh, put your foot in that position. You say, man, if I put the foot in that position, I can see that he is waiting for me to do that. So the only one that I used to listen to and he says me to do something and I would do it right in the moment that he say was Master Carson Grace. Then his voice comes and I do exactly what he says. But it was very hair as well. He was more telling the time, telling the pace of the fight, go faster, slow down, hold the fight, you're winning, or go faster because you're losing, right? So I try to do very, very, very few information mm. and let my fighter perform. You don't want them to rely on you either. If you For don't, sure. if you if you can't come. A hundred percent this. And when I was competing, there was many competitions that I go by myself. So in the team says, oh, but nobody's going. Why you are going to that competition? So small competition. They say, no, no, I want to go because I want to compete yeah. by myself and don't rely on nobody. And sometimes I ask for someone in the crowd say, hey, can you help me? Can you tell me the time and the in the in the points? By I'm talking about a very long time ago, and then we don't have the electronic screens. So now in those days, the, you can just look and you can see the, the score in the, in the in the screen. But back in the days, you don't. It was very small, and you don't have time to search where is where is the the point. You need to be focused on the fight. So to listen, to someone, oh, it's two zero, it's four zero, it's four two, or something like this, giving you the 
the information it was important now those days i used to talk to my students you need to be strong by yourself in life many situations that you're going to be exposed to pressure interview for jobs things like that you're going to be by yourself you don't have nobody there in your side telling you what to do so you're going to need to take your decisions and it's way more important for me to use the jiu-jitsu to improve yourself in your regular life than to win the medal. To win the medal, yeah. You know, so if my students, they become self-sufficient, I'm very happy. And I, sometimes I am with them, but every time I'm with them, I used to say, don't rely on me. Yeah. I will try to help, but you need to understand that you are able to do by yourself. In the highest level, yes, you need the whole team together. When you, if I have some students competing in a world class division, I will be there together because everybody will counting on the whole team. So I will be there supporting. Don't let my students competing alone. But as a mental training, yes, I want them to compete by themselves. Yes. Got it. Got it. Just quickly before we finish, how has technology changed jujitsu? Oh man, a lot, a lot. In many sense, right? You can talk about technology in jiu-jitsu to, let's say, to control the athlete's blood levels, or you can talk about technology to record videos and share videos with people all around the world, which we, don't, we didn't have in the past. And now we do have. Very interesting, that question. We have a boy here in Asia that's becoming a very huge talent in Asia that he made himself watching videos. Wow. Yes, in training, of course, training, not only watching videos, but learning things by watching videos. And he's doing great. He did the ADCC competition now. Uh, it's a very high level mm. competition. Just to be inside the competition means that you are not anyone. You are someone with a very high level. He was not lucky in the ADCC, but he's a very good boy. And I think now, those days, the videos from the champions teaching techniques, and you can assess the highest level athletes teaching techniques, and you can watch and, and really try drill and execute positions in your in your dojo. This is amazing. Yeah. This is very good. I, I, I really wish I had it back in the days because it would give us more material to study. Jiu-Jitsu is very large topics and you can study forever. So how more information you have available for you, more you can develop. How more you develop, more the sport grow. So yes, the technology plays a big role in Jiu-Jitsu those days. And, and the more creative people get, right? You see something, you go, ah, what if I do this? Exactly. The sport is evolving. 100%. The creativity in Jiu-Jitsu is a big factor. And you can see sport growing through the creativity of the kids. Yeah. The kids, they have no limits on their minds. No blocks or, or preconceived patterns. Exactly. They see some anime in TV and they have that energy of the anime. I can tell you because I have so many small kids and they bring that energy to the dojo to train jiu-jitsu and they start to jump all around making flying arm bars, flying triangles and you say, no, these kids, man, so crazy. He really, he learns the position one day 
he applies in the same day, which is super hard with adults because of the mind blocks. The adult, he have in his mind, oh, I learned this position today, so I don't know how to do yet, so I needed to drill. Maybe I'm able Take to execute in a lower level. The kids don't care. He learns today, he will try to do in the black belt with all the energy that they have. And maybe they're going to get really close to accomplish or they can accomplish. Yeah. And you say, oh my God, man, look at this kid. Awesome. And, yeah, man, I'm very, very supportive for kids. I know they are the future. And we all have big responsibility on all the kids that get close to us. Good, good. Well, on that, let's finish with, with my final question is, if somebody's listening, male, female, mm -hmm. any age, mm -hmm. why should they try Jiu-Jitsu? Jiu-Jitsu will help you physically, mentally, and in a deeper level, even spiritually. It will teach you to create your frames to manage distance in your relationships. It will help you to create connection. It will help you to create flow in your life. It will help you to understand life through a different lens that can help you in so many aspects. It will make you a better person for sure if you find a good dojo. Amazing. Kaiki, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part of our combat series. And uh, yeah, hope to see you soon. Oh man, thank you for having me. Big hugs for your audience, amazing audience. I know you have it. Big responsibility to be here talking about Jiu-Jitsu. And I hope I'll be back soon. Yes, good man. Right? Thank you, brother. Thank you. What's up? Hong Kong, are you ready? This is the hottest ticket in the world right now. My hottest ticket in the world this week is in the NBA, we are turning to the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. How is LeBron still dominating so well at 39 years of age? Have a great weekend, and I'll be back next week with another sports fix for you. Common Room with Alison Howe. Common